This is the Gentleman Podcast brought to you by Shane and Josh. Now, before we begin, have another glass of water. So I was sitting in my cubicle today and I realized ever since I started working, um, every single day of my life has been worse than the day before it. So that means that every single day that you see me, that's on the worst day of my life. What about today? Is today the worst day of your life? Yeah. Wow, that's messed up. So that is Office Space. It, it is a perfect look into tonight's episode of stress because I am stress. I didn't ask <laughs> for it, but it's here and it's here from everywhere. Uh, and because of that, I, I brought this idea to Josh. You know, I'd said, you know, w- what if we took a, a, a real personal look right now uh, into a topic that is, you know, one of us and that is stress and shame because I am stressed. Josh has indulged me a bit to sit there and say, yes, let's do it. So, Josh, what are your thoughts on tonight's topic of stress? I was really glad, actually, that you brought that up. That was that was a nice, uh, you know, usually we we sit, we we suss out what we kind of want to talk about. And this particular week, uh, it was there wasn't a lot of conversation. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, Shane's Shane's Therapy. got a lot on Shane's got a lot on his plate right now. And so. You know, he he brought the topic to me, said this is what it is, and I was like, this is this is great because you know so many people are experiencing this right now. Um, whether it's, I mean, we all have stress in our day to day lives, absolutely. And that was before being in a pandemic, and that was before going in lockdown, more or less from you know for a year, and that was before we're now finally getting through all that, and and there's light at the end of the tunnel. But that creates its own stress because now you got like anxiety and apprehension. So I thought. This was this was a really good thing. And, and you know, I'm excited because I'm curious. I'm curious how Shane tackles some of the stressors. We don't necessarily always talk about this in our day to day lives. So it'll be it'll be a good little glimpse into that. And um, and we'll also probably act as a way to let some of that stress out. Exhaustion, complete exhaustion. Yeah. So, yeah, that this this particular scene, today's topic of stress uh, you're going to get a slightly more unhinged version of me today, uh, because this is a topic that uh, is ever present in my existence right now. Obviously, again, you know, I think everything is super amplified because of the COVID world we are living in. But I'm wondering, Shane, are there any normal go-to, you know, tactics for you, which I'm I'm going to speculate you're probably using even more now that we're in COVID days. <laughs> For stress relieving, yeah. Um, I will say it is so much more difficult in COVID living. So, like, if you're sitting at home right now and your normal escape is like, I want to go to the gym, but I don't want to die today. Like, mm. that's hard, you know, and do you want to bring the gym home? Because, like, that's an environment that, you know, you try to leave at its place at the gym. 
Um, you know, so I, I think for everyone, it's pretty hard for me. Um, my go to's that are in the home and that I can control safely. I love to write, um, you know, although I do find that uh, sometimes I am writing what I wish that I had said in the moment of each one of my stressful things. And then I read it back the next day uh, as masterclass people will tell you to do is read your own crap. Uh, and man, is that not equally depressing? Like, wow, today is also a bad day. And yesterday when I didn't say the things I wanted to, bad day. Um, so that one's not always great depending on what it is that you're doing. Um, but, uh, recently also pandemic living, can't go to the gym and getting very obese. Uh, I have, uh, gotten like a, a workout partner type of thing. So my uncle and I, we, uh, swing a kettlebell a hundred times. And then we just think about steak that we can eat when we can safely go to restaurants as our reward for swinging this thing a hundred times a day. Uh, so either of those two things are like my immediate go-tos right now. Is there a, uh, is there a certain amount of kettlebell swings equals a certain amount of steak that you get? Like if you do a thousand, you get to go to the Brazilian steakhouse when it's finally open. Is there a, uh, so we both have, we've both agreed on two certain things. One, the first person to break this and not do a hundred, uh, is responsible for buying some Wagyu steaks and like that is your like punishment slash like, Hey, we had a good run on this thing. Um, you know, to get like a really just expensive marble piece of meat that is just honestly sounds orgasmic. Um, so that gives but, you something to be hopeful about. That's a stress mediator for you is this. Okay. There you go. Food absolutely. and the promise yeah, well, of it. A promise of, of a, of a meal that you would otherwise not normally purchase. Uh, or make yourself. Um, but then we also know that, you know, as a reward to sit there and saying like, wow, we accomplished a lot throughout this time. Uh, and we did it in an environment that is not necessarily conducive to like, yeah, let's go work out today. Because I know the TV embedded right there. Or the TV and couches right there. Um, to know that once we can, on, you know, safely go to restaurants again without a care. You know, we'll, we'll get to share a, a nice dinner at Morton Steakhouse. I'm, oh, well, I'm curious, you know, because you, you, we both know we've mentioned we like cooking and stuff. Is that, is that a go-to de-stressor for you as well? Nine times out of 10, if I'm cooking, it's a good thing. Um, and that's a a definite stress relief. Do you ever, I'm just, I'm wondering, because you you mentioned that not to get all psychoanalytic and, and, you know, I'll certainly add to it, but I'm curious. So like when you, you know, I think it's really important when you're having that kind of a bad day and a bad stress day and like that, and you come home, uh, it's obviously really important not to take that out on your partner, which unfortunately I think a lot of people do because they're in the splash zone, as it were. Yep. And so, I like uh, yeah. And so it's 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 not really help. It's it's not whatever it is. It's not their fault, or you know what I mean. Like it's not that person's fault that you had a bad day. It's just not. But you come home, not you personally. Sometimes people come home, and you know, that's your partner or that's your person you live with, whatever. And you wind up kind of taking it out on them because it's like, well, if I've had a bad day and you're my person, you know, you, you should share in that, which is bullshit. That's not, that's not fair. And that's not right. So I'm, oh. I'm just curious because, because what you're saying, like when you come home, do you have any, um, how do you signal to your partner? Hey, I've had a really bad day and this is, and it's been a succession of bad days. So I am hand in the air. I'm guilty of that at, at times, uh, over the six years that, that I've been with, um, been with mine, 
And it's something that like I have to make a conscious effort of. So if I am truly having that kind of a day or several days or months in this particular case, I adequately communicate that or do everything that I can throughout that day because it, you're right. It's unfair. Like you use splash zone. I said, I like that. It's true. Um, sometimes like you just can't get out of your own way and just, you know, by proximity, like they're there yeah. and that's yeah. not fair to them. Um, yeah. you know, so as, as best as I can throughout the day, if, if I hit that point or I know that I'm getting, you know, there, that's some. it's only fair. It's only right to, to kind of give them the heads up and, well, it usually makes life, you know, misery loves company. So it usually does make life easier if you both had a bad week or a bad sure. day. That's that's the dream. No one wants to be having a bad day or whatnot. But if you have to be having it and your partner has one on the same day, that's a great day. Because then you can just be like, let's just order a pizza. That's let's it. Not do, let's not do fuck all and order a pizza. <laughs> pizza, couch, movies. Um, yeah, look, you could do worse. People pay me to see photos of me on that couch with the anyway. Well, they do. But you, you know, you asked me uh, a little earlier about activities or or things I do, and uh, you know, for me, it's it's there's a certain versatility, um, but it all kind of comes back to uh, I need a creative outlet. And so, you know, when you mentioned going to the gym uh, back when gyms were open, I was still obese then, uh, but occasionally. <laughs> I would go to the gym um, and but to me, that's creative outlet because it's it's you're building on something or you have that energy flow. You know, you feel like you've kind of accomplished something. So it is something creative. It is it, when I'm feeling stress, it is not necessarily helpful for me to just come home and turn the TV on. You know, I know some people that might be their outlet that does not work for me. So, uh, as I say, you know, variations on things where I feel like I'm creating something or building something. Um, and, you know, we talk about cooking and that's absolutely, you know, that's absolutely a thing for me. Writing, obviously, I love writing, so that can be an outlet for me. But I'm also very um, hands-on, like right now, I'm building some built-in bookshelves, uh, which is really helpful in the pandemic because we can't go out to the gym or whatnot. So, you know, for me to just bring in a bunch of lumber and, you know, start framing out walls and drywall and run some new wire like that is something I can do safely. And it has a, a creative output. But we're off topic now. So what I was going to say is, though, I'm, I'm curious, too. Do you ever fall into the trap? And, and I wonder if this uh, if there's people that are listening that that maybe fall in this trap as well, that you have an outlet or a device or your go to. But if you're not careful, that can equally become a stressful thing. And so, you know, the person who wants to go to the gym, I wholly support that. But the person that goes to the gym and then, I don't know, doesn't feel like they lifted enough weight or weren't on the treadmill long enough or didn't ha didn't get, you know, that feeling they wanted, they weren't, aren't losing weight. Or the person who, you know, again, you mentioned cooking, that you come home and that's usually an outlet, but maybe you come home and you've had a bad day. Now you're cooking out of necessity. So, that is actually creating a more stressful situation for you. Have you have you run into that? So that's a first. That's a great question because I'll take it back to the one of the first things that I had mentioned as a stress relieving tactic of mine in writing, uh, and I did mention like, oh, I will often creatively write like the thing, you know, that like my alter ego in that moment, like what I wish I would have said or done. Um, there are times where that is really helpful. And then there are times where you read back and it's it's really upsetting to know that you weren't true to the thing that you really wanted to do, so long as it was within reason. 
Um, you know, obviously sometimes you're going to sit there and think or say, you know, or you're going to think that you would have said or done really obscure and insane things that you wouldn't. But other times you just overanalyze. And that's where I find myself, um, you know, replaying a situation over and over and over again. And then that creative outlet that you mentioned and that, that thing that I enjoy doing so much, like it becomes hurtful. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you have to, like in my specific situation, you know, I'm now actively writing the, you know, creatively writing these short stories or entries of, of whatever that are, I'm trying to make it not the worst day of my life. I'm trying to make it slightly less worse. And then I feel like I'm getting just further and further away from the reality that it was and, and learn, just learning how to actually deal with that. Um, and that that becomes hard because then I feel disassociated from both of those worlds, what, what really happened and what I wish happened. So I am curious, though, you know, for you, I mean, you take on projects at home and those are not only like time consumed like that's a physical thing that you're doing and that can be tough to manage especially when you don't have a lot of energy left in your days is that ever become a source of stress for you that the projects that you begin that maybe it's tough to finish or you don't finish them as in as timely enough manner oh absolutely like? yeah no absolutely that's that's 100 percent. i have i have run into that and then um you know that's problematic because most of my projects, again, over time, get done. It, it's it's the level of complication, and and the downside is sometimes there's just something that is going to take me longer to do. It becomes really stressful um, because, like, you start this project and it will be completed, but you get to a place where, like, you know, you might walk by it and it's not done, and you've had a day and you can't tackle it. So. So it does, it is very much one of those things that um, I think what really helps me is you want a lot of tools in your toolbox so that you can, you know, try to pull from them. And I mean that figuratively, not literally, since we're talking about home improvement. Um, like when, you know, just to say, it, I know you love to go to the batting cages, for example. So if you're like go to was to go to the batting cages or go to the driving range, let's say, well, if those are your only two outlets for stress, your toolbox is pretty limited. And if you can't go to either of those, you're going to be in real trouble. So to bring that around, and that's why I ultimately asked you that, was like the more things I think you have for to sure. work with, that's just going to be, you know, more helpful. And and I think it is, you know, there is a certain amount of humor that I think helps to just to de-stress some of that. Like, you know, I'll walk by a project or something I've started like, you know, you were there when and we, we worked on the stairs that led into my attic and tearing that all out. And, you know, that was something I had wanted to do for a really long time. And we were able to just cut that all out. And then I was able to put in like the kind of temporary new steps. But I didn't finish that project properly for like how long to get because I had to get new hardwood. I had to stain it to match the rest of the house, the whole nine yards. You know what I mean? So. So it's one of those things that, like, I would walk by that set of stairs that you and I put in, and it's just like, oh, it's mocking me. Like, oh yeah, I see you, hardwood. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stain you. I'm gonna urethane the shit out of you. You know, you have to have a sense of humor. So no, I'm being serious though, because like at some point, if you don't, you just are adding to your stress, your burden, yes. and we are all going through that on a day to day basis. You were talking about uh, you, you started hitting on a little bit of therapy uh, uh, verbiage and stuff like that. 
And I was glad you said that, too, because I'm curious, you know, I run between one and two, two ways. Depending on my stress, I either want to be left alone. And I don't mean that in like a negative way. I mean, like I'm processing. So I sure. need physical space or I want the outlet where, hey, sh- you know, hey, Shane or hey or hey, anybody you want. Can you come over? Give me a set of hands. And we're doing this you know, project and I am talking to you. And that's another outlet. How do you you know, do you find that you do that as well? Or do you find you're more like, no, I need to engage? Um, I think most people are a bit of both. It's it, The split is just going to be different for everyone. Um, and I think, you know, for me, I'm probably fairly balanced. Uh, I think depending on like the degree of stress and like what it truly is, you know, that I am facing uh, or going to be facing, um, I think the most valuable thing for me is that time to process and fully understand it. Um, a lot of times what I find is I end up rushing into that other part. You know, I start rushing into like, let me, I need to distract myself. I, you know, if I, if I fill my, my time and space with active things and, and people and conversations, I'm neglecting the thing that, that big elephant in my own room, you know, and, and it's, have, have I given the necessary time to understand that? And eventually when does that, when does that inhibit my ability to, to really relax in those distressing activities and conversations? Um, so for me, the most valuable thing truly is that time to process alone. Um, sometimes it's writing, sometimes it's reading, sometimes it's just going for a walk. Um, sometimes it's literally just sitting and processing and just being alone with that for, for a bit and getting it to a place that I can understand. And then when I get to that place, however I got there, mm-hmm. that's when I really benefit from then going out and having that conversation with, with people doing something active with, with, uh, with friends or family or, or my partner or whatever. Um, which is challenging because yeah. in COVID days, oh my God, yeah, it's, you know, you really don't have that connectivity. Um, but <clears throat> you, don't you know, know. no, you don't. And that's, it's, it, so again, it's, it's, we started this conversation with, you know, you're rolling multiple boulders up multiple hills. Um, but, and I'm, I have no doubt that it's a very stressful time and whatnot, but I guess, um, everyone can relate to that just feels even more amplified because your tool bag is probably a little lower right now. You can't do a lot of stuff and that just makes it worse. So I guess the takeaway would be, is, do you have to kind of do a self check-in to, to, before you know what you need in that moment? Or do you just kind of inherently been like, nope, now's when I need to be alone or now I need to be with people. Like, do you, how do you process that yourself? I would say my self check-in is more, it's less a check-in for me. I, I think at this point, the stressors that are going on in my life, and I think it, a lot of people are probably in a similar boat where you understand where the stress is coming from and, and how you got there. It's because it's probably a repeat stress and it kind of just flares up for a lack of a better way. My check-ins come with, in, during COVID times, I have another person I have to consider you know, coming home sure, and, and having sure. that type of baggage, like I need to know how is this going to impact them and how is it going to impact like our time together? I think mm-hmm. that's the check-in that I have to do. No, that makes, well, I just want to say, you know, that makes a lot of sense because there's, again, your needs, there's your partner's needs, there's the relationship needs. So that, that, that absolutely makes a lot of sense. I'm really, that like, not to be that guy, but like, I'm, I'm really proud of you. That's really awesome. I know I've failed on that at times. You know what I mean? That, that it's like, Telling if, if I if I was to come home 
uh, you know, I'm imagining if I came home and, and I won't take that out on my partner, but I might be like, yeah, I just need to be alone now while I process this stuff. But I, that is one that's a good thing. But that's also one step away from like, well, I'm also affecting our night, which is, you know, we everybody, you know, when you're in a relationship or you're not you're like everyone's time is valuable. So that's always a good consideration. No, that's uh, that's yeah. really interesting. So, you know, we've acknowledged there's COVID times and I'm wondering if it's important now more than ever to be proactive with the things we may do to try to mitigate stress. You know, we had men, you had mentioned uh, previously, we talked about, you know, job interviews and stuff. And you had mentioned, you know, pre-interview things to help you de-stress or get you in a better mindset. And I'm thinking of like yoga and stuff like that. And I'm wondering, you know, what actions or activities people, you know, maybe engaging with to help them mitigate the stress before it grows. You know, I, I read some article the other day, which I thought was really, really fascinating, um, where effectively it was kind of like, uh, because a lot of people are working from home, that's great. They don't have the commute and all that, right? Except they really should, at the end of their workday, go take 30 or 40 minutes or whatever their commute time was to just go do nothing. Um, because that is a transitional time. And instead, you know, normal under normal non-pandemic times where you might be driving home and that's allowing you to kind of reframe your day or just de-stress your day or be in your own head or listen to the radio or whatever it is you normally do. And I thought that was like really interesting because it was like, yeah, you don't even think about that on your 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 mental gear up on your drive to work or your train ride or whatnot, as well as the, the reverse of that coming home. So I'm just curious, you know, I think, is there anything that you find in these times besides, you know, your, your normal day-to-day stuff of i.e. cooking like you enjoy cooking but is there anything mm-hmm. that you do and please don't say masturbating curiously no <laughs> one wants to hear that no one wants to hear that and that's the same whether it's covid or not so don't even tell me that <laughs> um first of all i <laughs> jesus christ um that it... i want to take it back to what you had just mentioned the the drive and, and taking the time to do nothing um, I think sometimes people view that as like, like a waste of time when that could be the most valuable way that you could spend your time is allowing yourself the time and space to decompress in a way that your day would naturally normally have and take it. Um, I, I know that like when, so when my commute changed, I went from having 10 minutes to decompress on a car ride home to having like 45 and holy crap, the difference it, it makes to have 45 minutes to really come down from it when you get home, like you're glad to be there and, and you've kind of rinsed the the day of yourself. Um, and I do think that's really important. Um, you know, so while I don't particularly have anything that I, I would specifically do, I would say that before I go to work, like I am always taking time to do something for myself. Um, you know, and whether that is, like I said, lately I've just, I've been in a writing kick. My brothers challenged me to to do it, and I I love them to death for it. I, I've been going through it a bit with the writer's block, um, but that that's point of that challenge. Exactly, and that's what he said. So yeah. each morning, you know, I've been sitting there and saying, you know what, I'm going to take a half hour for myself, and I'm just going to stream of conscious, just go. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and then when I get home, I come back, and the first thing that I do after you know after I say hello and everything, uh, and kind of get 
you know, unwound is I'll head upstairs and I'll read that 30 minutes of work. And I'll be like, all right, you know what? I'm proud of what, what you know, what I was able to just stream of conscious at, at 6.30, 7.30 in the morning. First off, I just want to say, I think that's really good because you found something. We, we've talked about that before. You found a partner to help challenge you. So you've mentioned your uncle, mentioned yep. your brother. We've, we've said that same thing before about goal setting. Um, and so I think that's really, really powerful that you've managed to find someone else who's, I don't know what his motivation for that is. I don't know if it's just something he wants to be doing as well. And so he's like, hey, why don't you do this with me? But I think that's, isn't that great that you're both holding yourself accountable for this kind of thing? I love it. And I cannot stress enough how much. So I think it's really easy, the older that you get, that your your friendships kind of begin to fade in terms of like importance and consistent like relevancy within your life. When you tie yourself to a partnership like that and an agreement of like holding each other accountable for this thing, it forces you to, to have more interaction with them and you have to miss them a little bit less. My brother, for as close as we are and as similar as we are, we may go months and months and months on end without talking. Doing this with him is something that not only are, I mean, he's a writer, so, uh, and a, a creative guy. So not only, you know, am I picking his brain creatively to get myself out of a rut and, and do the thing that actively makes me happy. I get to sit there and read some of his stuff and give feedback on that. And then that spurs out to additional conversation. Same thing with my uncle and the workout thing. So doing those things, you start growing closer despite the distance. Um, I'm probably closer to both of them than, than I ever have been before. No, that's, you gotta, you gotta find, you gotta find the positives wherever you can. You, you asked me about stuff I do and, uh, you know, I think it's, um, I'm not always good at this, but it's, it's <laughs> always, well, no, it's true. You know, it's work in progress, but I think it's the little things we set up for ourselves, you know, so, so my work day is usually fairly stressful. Um, but I've realized, you know, it's in my nature. I wake up in the morning and I would check my phone and whatnot. And inevitably I would look at my emails and then you start kind of planning out your day. And I really made a mental point. And, and this is not a big thing, but I, I realized it does make a difference for me that, I, you know, I'll be in bed in the morning and I might check some websites or, you know, the news or whatever it is. But I don't really start looking at my email until I'm a little closer to going, you know, to, to logging in and checking work. So, like, I will set aside some time in the morning there where I'm just getting up, I'm going and putting on coffee, I'm enjoying a cup of coffee when the weather's a little nicer. You know, previously, I would go outside and just read a book for 10 minutes or something like that and just kind of um, allow myself that space to not immediately just start thinking, oh, you know, Christ, this idiot just emailed me or now I got to go put this fire <laughs> out or something like that, which which is natural. We all do that. But I think that's but but I'm saying it's those little things that helped me as well as, you know, obviously some of the other stuff we've talked about too. Like I said, I, you know, I am in a writing group and that's, um, that's been really helpful for me. I, I'm working on a video series uh, for something else. I'm working with you. Um, you know, there's the building of the projects. Yeah. I do love that though. I think I'm going to adopt that like starting tomorrow, I, the, you know, giving yourself time before you immediately check work email. Oh, that's one of the huge. I, so I recently, just uh, last week, I took off every notification on my phone uh, outside of text messages from like a few favorites uh, and phone calls. Mm -hmm. um, 
So like all of the other things that come in, the sports alert, the news alerts, uh, the, the work emails, the work messages through Teams, all of these things, because I would see them and I would I would see which app it's coming from and know what this probably means. And I would feel like this this incessant need to just immediately take on whatever that email said in that moment or that work message said or that project message from from another group. Um, I think I'm going to try that, you know, and, oh, and I, see what you do and, and ease myself in a day in a way that I focused on me first and not, you know, wake up and, you know, immediately look at Microsoft Outlook and realize how many things I have to do. Absolutely. No, you got, you're setting the tone. I mean, if you if you distilled this conversation down, number one is you, you have to identify those stressors. And then you have to either mitigate them or, you know, factor for that. That's a huge thing right there. Like, number one, you're setting your t the tone for your day, you know, and I realize that and it's not some great pearl of wisdom, but like, I realized that like I would be in bed and I'd wake up and, you know, I'm coming online, my brain's functioning. And then I, you know, just in intrinsically inherently check that. And it's like, well, there goes my mood right now. I haven't even had my shower yet. Yep. I haven't had that you know, steaming cup of hot, delicious coffee. And, and already my mood is so foul, my bowels are tightened. And God bless the coffee <laughs> for trying to loosen that up. But, but no, like I said, you know, if you distilled what we're talking about, there's really, it's, you know, you gotta, you gotta put the work in, you, you identify those stressors, and then you, you kind of have to I think build in a decompression time. You know, you have to know what works for you, but but you have to build in that kind of time to do that. And uh, and then that ties into the other kind of things we were talking about, you know, previously, which is like, you know, whatever that activity may be. Like, if you can plug into something, or even, you know, even if your activity is just talking to a partner, because I think that's an important thing too, is communicating. I don't think it's healthy, you know, uh, to, to to sit on these stressors, especially right now. I think it's it's really important to communicate, whether that's with a partner, a friend, a therapist. I totally agree. Um, I am someone who, for much of my growing up, just kept everything inside. Um, I did not know how to, I didn't know how to have those conversations with myself, like let alone to express those things to another human being, professional or non-professional. Um, you know, it took a, it took a really long time to develop those tools and a lot of effort. Um, You're emotionally one, constipated. I I was, and there is no. No, I'm not joking. That's that's what it is. You, but that's what I'm saying. And when you when you sit on all that stuff, no puns intended here. Like that's <laughs> that's no, I'm saying, like that's what we're talking about. That's how you explode. That's that's well, that that's was exactly part. where I was yep. taking it. Yeah, yep. you, eventually yep. you hit that moment, and all of a yep. sudden. The ex the explosion that comes from like enough is enough, just yeah. like that scene. Like I, I am not prepared to go through this again tomorrow and the day after and the day after and the day after. I have to make the conscious choice today to sit there and not make today the worst day of my life. Oh, I mean that's huge because then what you're doing is like you're you personally and anyone else like you're reframing that conversation because I make you bet up to that point there was a lot of that feeling and whatnot that was. Um, that defined who you were. So there was, there was, you know, I'm, I'm carrying around tension. I'm carrying around anxiety or stress or whatever, but that's not who you are. That's like a facet of you. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, doing that allowed you to probably kind of redefine that and, and, and really come into your own, frankly. I uh, completely agree. Um, I'm glad you mentioned the, the, you know, this, this thing defines me. 
Um, I've recently, I had a buddy of mine who is going through a, a, a pretty, pretty difficult thing right now. Um, especially when you factor in the, the time and space we're living in with COVID. Um, and a, a, a part of, of who, who he was and has been for years, decades, really at this point uh, is no longer part of him and he's struggling because he's never had the conversation of who am I without this thing mm-hmm. and it puts me it put that perspective to me I, I, I sat on it for myself and I thought man like I, I'm so stressed in these in these two three areas of my life right now that I, I do feel all consumed by this like I feel like I, I am leaving one stressful situation to go to another and it's starting to feel like this is who I am uh, and I had to challenge myself just as I challenged my buddy I said you know who are you without that well, who, who am I without these situations? And I'm a lot of things. And the more time that you sit there and, and you are honest with yourself throughout that process, the less and less you feel defined by that difficult thing that you're going through. Mm-hmm. It becomes significantly less daunting to get beyond that. Um, and, and that's been something that's been really helpful for, for me. And, and I don't think anyone 100% does these things alone. So no. again, that goes back to that, you know, you're, you're, I mean, even in office space, he's talking to a hypnotherapist. So I'm just yes. saying, like, you know, it, yeah, it's acknowledging those things. And then, and then, you know, you're, whatever your buddy's going through, he has you as a sounding board, you know, those kind of things. Yeah. And, and I think, like I said, it, it, and through that, like, this was not me sitting here and acknowledging my own stress in that moment. This was me helping a, a good friend. And through that conversation, you know, I was able to take, first of all, I don't know who, whoever does this, because I know for years I did not give advice and then have the, the ability to extract something and apply it to my own life. I've been yeah. really good at sitting there and like being the guy who's listening to their friend and, and offering some advice or some courage for change or whatever that thing is. And then if I had to apply it to my own self, it'd be, oh, I don't believe that much in what I just said. Um, but, uh, but this was one of those few times where I was able to extract something uh, that I believed very much so in and having that conversation with my buddy and, and apply it to, to me, you know, and, and the things that I'm kind of going through right now, um, you know, that are truly working just, just a hole in my chest of stress. Um, so I think the big takeaways, if we were to look at them, were takes a lot of work to address these stressors. But putting that work in would probably make your day a lot better because then, like we talked about, you're acknowledging the things that are stressing you, you're acknowledging the things that are bringing you down and then you're trying to mitigate them or you're trying to come up with, you know, some new patterns or new ways to tackle that stress. I mean, we're all dealing with stress. It's not going to go away. That's welcome to the <laughs> welcome to the world. But, you know, once you start, you know, communicating that, recognizing that, you know, no one does everything by themselves and all that kind of stuff, that just kind of puts you onto a better path of 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 living with that stress don't you think a hundred percent agree um i I do think that we are living in a in a time that we're so constantly reminded of the stresses that we have just as i just as we mentioned your your story is going to challenge me to tomorrow not immediately open up my phone and check out work uh, because it's right there for me to do it's right there for me to see um, you know, 50 years ago, maybe that wasn't the case. You're know, sitting there flipping up a, a, a smartphone and immediately ingrained in, into work. Um, it's conscious choices throughout the day. Um, and 
you know, putting yourself in healthy positions and I'm just being honest with yourself and having a really good, strong support group uh, around you and, and whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. Set yourself up for success. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Don't set yourself up. Don't, don't, you know, that's a good example going back that don't, don't wake up first thing in the morning and then, you know, check your email and be disappointed or don't, you know, see how few subs you have actually giving you your freaking monthly and then you're just like, why do I even, what am I even doing here? It's just, you know, set yourself up for success. That's it. Well, I mean, so you're I just doing it, creative things, Josh. Yeah, that's it. Creative thing. Okay. So we're going back to office space. And uh, I think, uh, I think there's something to that. What do you think? I do. So let's get back to boulder pushing here and let's just see how we can go from one awful day to the next and to the next back over to office space. So I was sitting in my cubicle today and I realized ever since I started working, um, every single day of my life has been worse than the day before it. So that means that every single day that you see me, that's on the worst day of my life. What about today? Is today the worst day of your life? Yeah. Wow, that's messed up. of the gentleman podcast brought to you by your hosts shane and josh if you've enjoyed tonight's show we will have additional shows on the first and 15th of every month we also have written content on our blog at www.thegentlemanpodcast.blog please be sure to rate and review if you've enjoyed this content and also share share with your friends share with your family share with your co-workers share with strangers on the street we are your gentlemen and we thank you for listening